This is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. Glenn Wheeler, and welcome to episode 256. We're through almost two-thirds of the current term of Halibut Council. I'm joined by Mi'kmaq Matters correspondent and Halibut watcher Greg James with a report card on the members of Halibut Council. Now, Greg, uh, despite whatever personal feelings uh, we have, we're going to try and be objective and not um, engage in sour grapes. Uh, we're going to call it uh, like we see it. Absolutely, Glenn. I'm glad to be back uh, with you and your listeners. And we are going to call this by the cards. And from what groups that I've been involved with, and what people are saying on the ground. Yes. So here we go. Okay, so there were four women elected in the 2021 election. We had Western Vice Chief Jenny Brake and three councillors, Sherry Dean from Cornerbrook, Tara Green from Benoit's Cove, and Charlene Condon from exploits. And Greg, I think we would agree, and many people would agree, that the two stars of this council have been Sherry Dean and Terry Green. A lot of initiative in both uh, in both cases. Sherry, among other things, uh, spearheaded the uh, launch of the Amastiqueg uh, Mawiomi, and Terry Green in Benoit's Cove has been doing all kinds of things, both in terms of um, of uh, Halibut Council and in terms of being chief herself of the a newly revived Ben Wasco band. So I think they are our stars on the current council. I would have to say that uh, Terry and, and Sherry has been the shining stars uh, because you've been doing such good work in their communities now. And if I was to uh, say anything that uh, about the, Sherry or whatever, and that Sherry is, does so much behind the scenes. Uh, she's in the community all the time. She has every moment for you. Um, you know, uh, we have had coffee dates and, uh, and messages online. She's always engaged. And uh, I would give her certainly a 10 out of a 10. And anyone, um, she's already expressed that she's only running for one term. Anyone coming into Halibut First Nation that want to fill that corner book ward uh, council seat, it's going to have some very large shoes to fill. That's for sure. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, I guess the thing about Terry Green is that unlike Sherry, uh, Terry Green is still, uh, she's uh, a working person. Sherry is retired. She's a retired nurse. So she yeah. has the advantage of not having to, uh, to work for an employer. Uh, Terry Green does, but even though, Terry has a day job. Uh, she still does a lot of work in terms of uh, Halibut Council and Chief of Ben Wasco Band. Uh, that's right, Glenn. And Terry has been seen as uh, boots on the ground, uh, building the community, and especially advocating for seniors. And uh, so she's done a lot of great work in Ben Wasco. And uh, uh, all I can do is sing her praises for it. 
The two other uh, women elected were Jenny Brake uh, as vice chief and Charlene Comden as uh, as the counselor for um, for exploits. Um, Jenny, uh, she came with a lot of expectations um, uh, following um, Keith Cormier, having defeated Keith Cormier very handily in the last Halibut election. Right. And we expected great things from Jenny. Um, but I think, Greg, that uh, there have been some disappointments. Uh, she has not been as effective as we sh thought she would be. And perhaps that's... Um, a bit organizational because she is a, a vice chief. So she doesn't have a ward and she has to work with the rest of the executive, which is chief Brendan Mitchell and central vice chief, Andy Barker. Uh, given respect to Jenny break that she's done a lot of great work within Halibu. And uh, although we don't hear from her very much now, she is a very likable person and she is seen to be the most for front runner to take over chief uh, of Halibut First Nation. So everybody is inging around Jenny right now. Um, she wants to know, everyone wants to know, what's Jenny going to do? Because Jenny presents a very likable personality. Um, we don't hear from her uh, as much as being vocal about Halibut issues and everything that, but she is a, still a rising star within Halibut First Nation. So you think, uh, and people think out there, that despite her uh, the disappointment, she has been, for example, the chair of the Halibut Communications uh, Committee. And Halibut Communications are just as bad as they always were. The, the website is a disaster. Um, there is very little uh, information that gets out. Uh, the, the last meeting minutes on the website is uh, November 2022. Uh, but despite all that, uh, you think that she is one of the uh, the main contenders for uh, for Halibut uh, chief? Uh... Yeah, absolutely, Glenn. And she has expressed all those frustrations with me. And uh, uh, she has expressed that there's not enough money in preparing the websites and things like that. Although different departments are controlled by different budgetary uh, arrangements, and but she hasn't been able to get her heels really dug in. Uh, but if she does run for chief, that I think you will see some substantial changes with Alibu First Nation. I guess uh, we might to give different scores to Jenny. Uh, maybe I would give her a B minus, but you might give her a higher uh, a higher I, grade tag, Rick. I I think B minus would be fair. Now, Charlene Comden is the the fourth woman elected last time, uh, the counselor for exploits, uh, a successful businesswoman um, in the Grand Falls uh, Windsor area. And uh, very assertive at uh, at council. She um, she reads her materials. She asks questions. But I get the sense, Greg, that she's frustrated. That she's frustrated with the halibut dysfunction. She, being a business person, um, she's used to working in a well functioning workplace where things need to get done. Where it's not putting it off till tomorrow. Um, you deal with things, and um, I I feel. Uh, I get the sense that she feels kind of ground down, frustrated, and uh, a little bit fed up with uh, with Halibut. Exactly, Glenn. And I, I was going to say, me and Charlene really did head it off uh, during the uh, last election and everything. She's biting at the bit to get things done. 
but she's expressing a lot of frustration of how slow things get done within Halibut. She's about her constituents, uh, uh, about her ward, and getting things done for, for Central. Um, she has been a very strong, positive woman uh, that, that's been on council, but still expressing uh, a lot of um, displeasure on how how council runs and how she's not being able to um, affect her, her her constituency and um, so I'm hearing a lot of a lot of that on on on, on social media. Greg, let's move on to the men who were elected for the first time um, last time. Hayward Young from Stephenville. Hayward's been around for a long time. And um, back in FNI days, he goes back to the beginning. And of course, he ran against Brenda Mitchell for chief uh, election before last. And it was a very, uh, it was a hard campaign where Hayward was uh, promising he would uh, arrange a forensic audit of Halibut if he were elected chief. And uh, so when he when he was elected uh, councillor for Stephenville, we thought he would, you know, stir things up a little bit. But uh, such has not been the case. It, you're, you're right, uh, uh, Glenn, because Hayward was being seen as the most four person to come in, bring issues to the table and, and put up a fight for them. Now, what I'm getting from uh, the people right now is that Hayward does do good work for his constituencies and everything that, uh, given this limited, um, uh, let's say, communication ability. That, but, uh, but he has not been a forerunner. He has not been the, um, the, the the person leading the charge that we thought he would would be. Um, Hayward has been silent on a lot of issues. Um, he's removed himself from the. Uh, from the Federation of Newfoundland Indian, uh, and what and what do you what do you think of that, Greg? Because he uh, for, at the very start of council, he made a big to do. I'm not going to serve on the FNI, and it, it seems like the idea. only the only thing that uh, he did there was uh, stop getting information from FNI. He stopped getting information that because we we needed him. We he was the most, but it was his uh, his stance. I, I guess his standards or 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 his. Um, uh, perception that if I was going to be a part of the uh, situation that that he was going to he was being part of the problem he wanted to be part of the solution of course but removing yourself from from council or whatever and that gives you limited ability to fight mm. yeah. so and and he's he's been out he's been out he's been lost mm. now, and we, to Hayward's credit, uh, we heard at the last uh, meeting of Halibut Council that Halibut is uh, through the Halibut Development Corporation or Halibut Holdings, this is now called, is going to be uh, finding a dedicated standalone building in Stephenville for Halibut. So Halibut will have a, a more formal presence in um, in Stephenville. So uh, hopefully that goes through. And uh, so that that's good work on on Hayward's part, um, something to show for his first term on, on council. Bobby White from Flat Bay was the uh, last of the um, the new people uh, elected last time. And um, Greg, I'm not sure what to make of, uh, of Bobby White. Um, uh, he, we've seen him at uh, cultural events, uh, 
you know, he's, uh, he's a nice guy, Bobby, but he's been, um, he's been absent, uh, figuratively and, you know, and actually he's, he's often not at Halibut meetings, not even on live stream. Uh, sometimes he shows up and disappears after a little while. So he's been missing an action. And, um, of course, his, uh, his uh, ward, uh, Fape, also includes uh, Bergio. So I'm not sure if people in Bergio have been seeing Bobby White. But uh, what do you make of the strange situation of Bobby White? I would say, Glenn, that Bobby who? Um, because we haven't heard from Bobby uh, White, um, especially, uh, you know, where counselors have been holding monthly meetings and um, engaging with their with their people and everything we haven't seen this from bobby and that we have not seen anything really from bobby um this is one of those situations where we think that bobby's just holding the chair for for uh let's say flat bay and uh not rep representing it's a safe seat to keep so um he doesn't have to do anything to uh get any results out of that because there are enough uh, votes in Flat Bay to get elected. And uh, even if everyone in Burjo voted against you, if you had the Flat Bay votes, you could get reelected. I guess that's how it works. That's the dynamic. Um, uh, the feeling that I get that between and and because we we want to stop calling it wards or whatever now and uh maybe call it districts and and bobby said yeah you're you're absolutely right now we'll we'll do that but we haven't seen anything uh uh from bobby now because this district is very large it's not only between flat bay virgil it extends up into the codroy valley into port of bass uh but we have not seen bobby uh on the ground whatsoever uh mm. he's been missing in action mm. in his term but his seat is still safe. Hmm. So, Greg, uh, let's uh, turn to the people who were previously on council, the returns, uh, and let's talk about Frank Skeard. Frank Skeard, the councillor for, for Glenwood. I know you've had run-ins with, uh, with Frank um, over the years, um, but we're not going to uh, let that cloud our, uh, our assessment of Frank. Uh, Frank uh, I think it's fair to say is um, one of the uh, reads the reads the council materials. He he knows what's going on. He asks the right questions. Um, and uh, on um, recently on the marathon gold matter, uh, Frank has been raising concerns about uh, Halibut not being present uh, and kind of trying to push uh, Halibu to uh, send someone there to see what's happening with the development and see what's happening uh, with the impact on caribou, et cetera. So he's been saying the right things. Um, it's too bad that uh, when he was chair of the, uh, of the uh, environment and natural resources committee, they kind of um, cut uh, marathon goal, a lot of slack. So his concern uh, comes, uh, you know, a little bit late, perhaps. A little bit uh, late. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So Frank Scared right now is uh, what I gather from my social media feeds and everything that he is one of the strongest leaders in in Halibut right now. And he could be a contender to take over the chief's position and everything. Uh, you're right. Frank's been asking all the good questions and everything that. But, um, you know, it, it seems that sometimes that Frank is a little bit 
relaxed when he should be more presented or whatever. Now, if he is to take over the chief's position, Frank needs to come alive and he needs to take a more leadership role at council meetings. Mm. He can't, he has to, um, there's not a lot of daylight between uh, Frank Skeard and Brendan Mitchell uh, in terms of uh, Halibut matters. So uh, I guess if Frank uh, has aspirations for for chief, he's going to have to kind of a bit more of an independent uh, streak there and not um, be uh, part of the old boys club. Yeah, well, we see Frank as uh, being the uh, upcoming leader of uh, Halibut First Nation. So he's going to have to chew more fat, that's for sure. Um, And he's going to have to... uh, uh come to heads with with the current leadership and and that may mean uh, coming uh you know like uh raising issues with uh the membership or whatever uh but frank is is what i'm hearing back from social media feeds he certainly is a um a, a person that has his feet firmly planted in the ground mm. Well, interesting. So it might be, uh, uh, Greg, that uh, there is a uh, Frank Skier Jenny Break uh, campaign for chief in the uh, in the next election. And I'm hearing other rumors of of who may run or whatever that. But this one, if, if Jenny puts her feet um, forward, that I I I would think Jenny would easily take it. If Frank steps in, uh, he's got a huge following as well. Uh, so it, it, it will be a very interesting run for sure. Mm, interesting. Um, so, uh, Greg, uh, going down the list here, we have Jason Benoit. Jason Benoit has been a fixture on council, the councillor for Port-a-Port, or I guess we should say councillor for part of Port-a-Port, his part of the Port-a-Port Peninsula, because... Uh, if you go a little bit east there, uh, over to the other side, uh, he seems a bit distant and uh, a bit focused on his own community. And I guess that's the slag against Jason Benoit, uh, is that um, he's uh, in it for uh, the people uh, close to him. Right. And and I can't slag anyone for being um, wanting to do best for their people. But he represents a lot of people on the port of port. And what I'm hearing right now is that he has not done a good job at all. Um, he just uh, focuses on his own community. And we've seen spring up bands uh, in dysfunction of what Jason has uh, put forward for the port of port in in uh, in the matter of windmills no consultation um very very uh secretive and uh, hush hush stuff and uh so people he's getting a lot of kickback and um uh, i think jason will be safe in, in the next round of elections but he's not safe outside of the uh his own community mm. It uh, he uh, the election before last when Mike Alexander uh, ran against him uh, it was very tight it was the last uh, election to be called at that time um, but you think that uh, if he does run he has uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that he'll be uh, defeated he still has some chance of holding on you think if he runs again I think he still has some chance of holding on because his his tight basis is in his community uh strictly in this community uh so yeah once you branch out out of there um he doesn't have much support at all 
Um, you know, uh, people are very disgruntled with them. Uh, there's been talks about boycotting uh, powwows and or uh, Maoyomis and and things like that. You know, so he he has not represented Halibu um, members membership very well. Um, he over over uh, um, let's say over cross cross the uh, between being chief and counselor. He has crossed those lines and uh, is not represented members of this area very well. And there's a lot of, a lot of um, disgruntled and just dis uh, people out there that just want, uh, just want answers. And uh, he has not forthcoming. Calvin Francis, Gander Bay. He's been around for a long time. Calvin, he goes back to FNI days. Uh, he's been in it uh, all his life. Um active of course as uh, as a guide and um and everything uh, of that nature out in uh, out there and uh, he's uh, he's a bit of a jokester at council uh, and um and doesn't engage uh, in a serious way he did step up on the uh, on the charlie's place uh, uh matter that's the ancestral Mi'kmaq territory out there uh, at risk because of logging by um Cornerbrook pulp and paper and uh, and Calvin uh, was there for that and pushed council to uh, take a position. So he gets um, he gets good points on that. Um, but I guess he's one of those uh, legacy uh, uh, type <laughs> figures who spans the uh, the old days and the new days. Uh, Calvin Francis. Right. So Calvin Francis, one of these very interesting people in that uh, who loves the outdoors and nature and that, and he gets full points on pushing the Calvin or uh, the uh, Charlie's place, um, you know, agenda uh, to Halibut and that. It, it gotten further than my blueberries or whatever, you know. Uh, so he's he, he gets full points on the environment, uh, and he he's, he's able to drag some really good people involved in 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 that with them um but where kelvin um fills is where he he doesn't say enough not you know he could be a real champion for the environment and for these places like uh charlie's place and and other places within newfoundland that we we try to protect um but he hasn't come out of the light so mm -hmm. We're we're waiting. We're hopeful, but he's been around for a long, long time, and we, uh, uh, you can always draw on us on his experience. Let's mm. say certainly there are a lot of uh, in terms of Ganderby in that area. Even though the uh, the mining is not quite in his area, uh, uh, some of it will affect the the watershed. And you think about um, mm. those gold mines being built uh, almost like in the middle of Glenwood. I mean, people can. Uh, look out there from their back porch and see, uh, you know, this uh, newfound gold uh, activities going on. So um, <clears throat> it's not quite in his area, but he stands to be affected. So it's disappointing. We haven't heard more from, from Calvin on that. Uh, no, Glenn, and everybody is, uh, I guess they're like me, they're holding their breath, hoping for the best while getting good employment jobs and protecting the environment or whatever and that. But Everyone's is is on 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 edge here mm -hmm. because we know that it's such a sensitive area and everything. But and and Halibut had uh, has not been seen as playing a a uh, 
protector of the environment to make sure there are safeguards in place that this don't go wrong. And nobody nobody wants to wants it to go wrong, but if it does, things will go wrong in a hurry. Mm. And the environment will be to lose. Ivan J. White, St. George's. Uh, Greg, is interesting. When I was looking at the list, I thought, oh, I oh, almost I forgot Ivan J. White. Um, and I guess that's because... Um, you know he's he's on council. Uh, he's he says more than he did uh, last uh, last term when his uh, his father was on council. Also, Ivan J. White Senior. But it's uh, it's more of a sort of reactive uh, comment on what other people have said. He he hasn't shown a lot of initiative on any particular issue. Uh, he's involved with many other things. You get the sense uh, that uh, being an Halibu councillor is uh, looks good on his resume. Um, but there's not a lot of there there in terms of what he's doing uh, uh, in uh, in Halibut. And I think you summed that up quite quite well there, Glenn, that because uh, it looks good on resume and that, but here's one of those people that Ivan is in the in the league with to Jenny Brakes. He's very likable in his community. Um, he's effective that personally um, to his to, uh, to his people and everything that, but he doesn't bring much meat to the table uh, within Halibu itself. Now, so he's been seen, like yourself, Nat, Ivan J. White, Nat, who, who is that? And and we we have to remind ourselves that he is part of council, but he's been a silent person as well. I, my personal feeling that he could be more effective because he's a very likable person uh, he's uh, a very in charge type type of guy who wants to get things done. And um, if he even was to take it on, that he would be a very effective person within Nelbu. And then we come to uh, to Andy Barker. This term, he's been central vice chief. Uh, previously, he's been the counselor for exploits. He's uh, currently the chair of the Environment and Natural Resources Committee. What can we say about Andy Barker? He's more of a defender of Marathon uh, Gold than uh, of the environment. Um, uh, Frank Skeard has been raising uh, concerns about uh, what is going on with their you know, mitigation measures Marathon Gold and Andy Barker, as chair of the Environment and Natural Resources Committee, has like stymied, uh, stopped any attempt by Halibu to send people into the area. And Andy at the last uh, meeting was more concerned about uh, litter than about all the issues going on, a new forestry plan, all the mining going on was what was on uh, Andy's mind. So, um, uh, so Greg, uh, in my mind, he deserves an F, I would say. And 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 I truly that that is in line with what I see on social media. That Andy Barker is has been a dud. Um, you know, he's been non-effective a council member. Um, he's been more concerned with uh, things going on with big corporate corporations. Um, but he's done little for Halibut First Nation membership itself. Um, so. Um, I would I would be in that club of giving Andy Barker a niff, mm. for sure. And Greg, that leaves the chief, Brendan Mitchell. But perhaps we don't have to say anything about Brendan Mitchell. We've said enough. Um, and uh, even though I'm not religious, please, please, God, uh, we're almost uh, ready to see the back of Brendan Mitchell uh, after a lost uh, decade of uh, 
uh, he still hasn't learned how to run a meeting. They meander, they wander, they move from one topic to another, and uh, then it's time to go. We're well and truly in need of uh, new blood and uh, new leadership in the second largest First Nation in Canada. Absolutely, Glenn. And believe it or not, things could have been worse. Uh, but uh, here we are. <laughs> we have uh, Brenda Mitchell, and and I do uh, have to sing some of those praises. That, uh, but we do need new leadership. Um, we are the second largest First Nations, and we can be a shining example of what First Nations uh, should be, other than the service center. Um, we we don't hear much about uh, the membership and. Uh, or being engaged, and we just get these feel-good stories about what's going on. But we know Halibut has as good employees. Um, you know, they retain really good employees. But Halibut doesn't have an employee problem; it has a leadership problem. Yes, and, and we need to change and, that. And let's acknowledge the staff of Halibut who uh, work Absolutely. under very difficult conditions. They are overworked, underpaid, underappreciated. And um, despite all the all the challenges, they provide uh, great services to members of Halibut. And so, some of the best people I've ever met in my life that belong to Halibut First Nation that provide services every day to our people. And we should sing their praises. Yes. But, uh, someday a new dawn will come. And we will have new leadership and um, they will be more invigorated to do better for our people. Well, great, Greg, uh, a year to go and uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens next. And that's it for the program. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and introducing our new website, Mi'kmaqManners.com. Mi'kmaq Matters is brought to you with listener support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Hillary McGinnis is our researcher. For Greg James, this is Glenn Wheeler saying, Emson Mokamaq.